no, what do you prefer? What comes naturally as you're talking? Yeah, yeah. I like my name. I do like my name. Even though it's common. I like my name. Already, yeah? Cool. Let me get into it. Oh, why's my heart beating now? Like, why's it really starting now? Like, yeah, when I do this intro, do you not want me to look at the camera yet? Mm, no, 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 no. So you don't no, look well, at it. was natural. Tell me where to go. Yes, my people, welcome to the first real episode of the Where's My Podcast. Today, we are joined by the wonderful Abigail Ajobi, the creative director, founder, and designer of the namesake band, Abigail Ajobi. Abigail, thank you for having us. Thank you, thank you. Cool. I'm nervous. <laughs> you know, it's funny because me and Abigail have literally been speaking for like two hours before, and now we have to come on and actually speak what we were meant to speak it's about. It's spooky. Do you know what it is? Yeah. It's the lights, camera, action. All of that yeah, stuff, man. Okay. Yeah, man. But I don't know. I feel like we'll, we'll grow into it as it mm. goes on. It'll be calm. It'll be calm. Yeah. Obviously, I just got to start off by asking a couple of questions. But anyway, do you know what, do you know what I think is a good place to start, Abigail? Mm. I just want to talk about kind of what I told you before about why I wanted you on the pod so much. You don't mind, you don't mind if I say that, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Cool. So basically, the main reason, yeah, was I really like seeing people or designers or up-and-coming designers who seem to be very authentic. Yeah. Like, obviously, doing what I do, doing what we do, we look at, we look for different designers all the time. We just look at different personalities. And sometimes it just feels like not to say people aren't real. Mm. Not saying that because I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers, but like, I don't know, man. People just seem to be acting in a way that doesn't really come natural to them. But every time I saw you from the videos I was watching on YouTube or to your socials or just through your designs, I just felt like this girl seems very genuine. She definitely feels like someone that it has embraced the fact that she's at, let's say, the beginning of her journey and she's got a long way to go, but she still has goals and ambitions that she knows she'll achieve. And that really represents what we stand for. Do you know what I mean? We're trying to provide that platform for the up-and-coming designers, the people with the big dreams, and the people that we believe are on that trajectory to get in there. And you're definitely one of those people. So, thank Abigail, you. thank you so much for coming on the pod. I feel so honoured. Yeah, yeah, no. Given that whole... No, you got to give credit where it's true. And I told you today, when I big you up, you got to talk your shit as well, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to do your thing. Wait, so. are you swearing this? Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't really swear anyway. There's no rules. Are you asking for you asking no, me? No, no, yeah, you're asking for don't me. Know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say things like F word and that because I don't really use that. But yeah. S word is that even a swear word? I don't say it. Okay. It just feels like so rude. You think? I, whatever I can't say in front of my mum, I just don't say in normal conversation. Right, cool. well, talk your stuff today then. Yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, with conversations, I think the best place to start is the beginning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're a designer, but yeah. you weren't always a designer. Abigail Ajobi was just a person before. So I really want to speak about your background, where you grew up, what it was like growing up and whatnot. So take it away. So, I mean, as I told you, youngest and only girl of three Mm. siblings. So I've got two older brothers. Um, And I feel like my two older brothers is like, they're my, I don't want to say they're my rock, but Mm. they're just like the people that kind of influence what I do almost. what else about? It's so weird when people ask me to talk about myself because I'm just like. You gotta get used to it. What do I say? <laughs> you gotta get used I to mean, it. I mean, I'm 24. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say all of that. Like, do you know what? I was. I want to get more at like your upbringing and kind of whilst we're talking about it, I want to hear things that kind of show how you ended up in the position you're in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's loads of things in your upbringing that have affected why you're a designer and why definitely. your designs are the way they are. Do you know what I mean? I think, well, having two older brothers, definitely, because then I went on to study, and obviously my dad, I went on to study menswear for my BA degree mm. at London College of Fashion. Okay. Before that, I did a foundation degree at Central St. Martins, yeah. which I was supposed to be very prestigious. It is, it is. <laughs> the name sounds prestigious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess those two factors, having like mm. my brothers, as I said, and my dad, yeah. shaped that. And then also being Nigerian, like mm. even like the simple thing of like, when you go to a party or to a wedding, mm. you choose the, the fabric. Mm-hmm. And then mm. from there, you choose the design mm-hmm. and you do your own mm-hmm. thing. So I feel like I kind of like, that kind of shaped me, you know? Yeah. Seeing just like, when we used to go to parties, my dad always used to say, you have to dress to kill. Mm-hmm. You just Whoa. to impress. Well, is it <laughs> and that was just instilled in me. Yeah. And like, I just always liked seeing men specifically look mm. good. Mm. So I was like, mm. I'm going to study menswear. Cool. Mm. Did that. Came out of uni now. Bear in mind, I only came out of uni 2019. Yeah. 
Does it feel like it was a long time ago? Yeah, it feels like it's a time ago. Yeah. I feel like I've just been doing a lot of stuff. Mm. That's why it feels like it was such a long time ago, but it actually wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I came out of uni 2019, um, worked for a bit in mm-hmm. fashion. As you said. Was not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was not for me. <laughs> and then from there, I started my brand in 2020, October of 2020, in line with... Um, Black History Month in the UK and Nigerian Independence Day which was the 1st of October so yeah and I guess it's kind of like a quick journey but it's not Mm. it's a lot of factors that I can't even talk about that happened that I don't know it's just it's kind of subconscious that's what I want to talk about because don't get me wrong your answer was perfect but I even want to go before in a sense that you grew up North London. Yeah, Whereabouts yeah. in North London? What was that like? Right, you went, second, like the end. Yeah, no, for real, man. You, you know, it's what, what we were speaking about before. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I pretty much, I grew up in Enfield, didn't it? I went to primary school in Enfield pretty much. Yeah. Um, and secondary school in Enfield. Mm. I went to college in East London. Which one? You can't say. Ooh, it's getting techie. <laughs> Oh my days. I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. Uh, should I tell you? Mm-hmm. Off the record. Remember, I'm not from East, innit? So I may not even know it. I went to college. It was a good one, though, yeah? No, man. For real, what's It was alright. Yeah. I don't know. The teachers are a bit. I don't know. Yeah. I have to verbalise this, innit? Yeah. I do a lot of facial expressions. This yeah. is hard. But they, they can see. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the teachers are a bit somehow. Yeah. Like, but. I can imagine with most schools. Yeah, even with uni. Mm. Like going to an art school. Mm. I really do it. My uh, UAL, University of the Arts London, which yeah. is where I went. But it's just like, I don't know, the education system. I was glad to get out of it. And mm. I did not want to go back to do a master's. I'm not, I I'm, don't see myself going I mean, back. I'm really happy you touched on this because. I don't know if a misconception is the right word for what I'm about to say, but I feel like with a lot of people that design now, they feel like it's imperative that you should go to like design school or like fashion school. And I feel like you're the first person I've spoken to that's actually gone to like studied fashion. So I really want to know what that's like. But before that, I kind of want to ask like, you've obviously told us that your dad, um, he always told you dressed to kill. Do you know what I'm saying? Like your mom's always been into fashion stuff with their designer handbags and whatnot. But like... (laughs) When you were young, growing up and in secondary school or whatever, did you always know you were going to go on to be a designer? Was that fashion that meaningful to you? Yeah, I did. So strange. Mm. I studied textiles as like, because we had to choose like an art subject. Yeah. Oh, you had then, to choose one? Yeah, we had to choose art, humanities. Humanities was like geography or history. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had to actually choose. And it's so funny. For some reason, I always used to call London College of Fashion London School of Fashion. So I thought yeah. it was a sixth form. <laughs> yeah. So my oh, you didn't know it was a university? I didn't know oh, it was dude. part of University of the Arts London because yeah. yeah. it's so like... Anyway, so this is a funny story. Yeah. So I applied thinking I could go on straight to... Oh, <laughs> After secondary? Yeah. Mm. I mean, technically, I... No, I couldn't have... Yeah, there was no way I could have, mm. Yeah. So my dad being the person he is, because I just told my dad, dad, this is what I want. I'm just going to be going there. He was writing a letter to the board, everything. <laughs> they replied back like, she's not old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was literally it. <laughs> basically, the yeah. letter, some long-winded letter basically to say, she's not old enough. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of knew for a while, like, I wanted to go into fashion. I don't mm. know what it was. Be- oh, actually. What, there's like a moment? There's an added thing. Okay, go on. My auntie actually had a store. Oh, nice. In London, yeah? In London. In, I want to say, Peckham. Okay. I think it was in Peckham. Mm. I remember her teaching me how to knit in her in the back of her and shop. And how, how young were you these times? I don't remember, you know. So it must have been a long time ago. It was a while ago, yeah. yeah. She gave me my first knitting needles. I remember. It's proper sentimental. You still got those? Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. I was my knitting that. set. <laughs> amongst loads of knitting of course, needles yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But I remember they were pair of plastic yellow knitting mm. but other than being Nigerian and other than I feel like that was a really good moment for me yeah. just to be around someone that understands where I want to be yeah because do you feel like obviously your parents they like fashion or whatever but it's one thing liking fashion and one thing like having a fashion store being a designer so do you feel like your auntie was that person that you needed like you didn't really have anyone else around you that got what you wanted to do Almost, in some way. I wouldn't mm. say she was totally the reason, of course. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say she was, like, the main reason even, but, like, mm. maybe subconsciously, like, being in her house, seeing her industrial mm. machines mm. and stuff. Because, do you know what? I didn't even realise that until I was just speaking to you just now. That's so that, weird. As in, 
you didn't realize how much of an impact your auntie yeah. had. Yeah, mm-hmm. because even now it's like. I told you I have my studio in my house, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She also basically had like a mini studio in her living room with yeah. all her machines. And like, just seeing that, it was almost like normal to me mm-hmm. now. But it, that, that's not normal. You don't mm. walk into someone's yeah, living room. Yeah, it's not. Bare, it's none of my aunties have sewing machines. Well, in fact, do you know what? Do you know what, Abigail? I feel like just being African, I feel like a lot of African mums did have sewing machines though. They do. Yeah, they, they do. do. My mum definitely had one. I'm my auntie definitely had one as well. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Maybe that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today as well. <laughs> yeah, you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that was definitely a factor thinking about mm-hmm. it. But it's just so weird because even though a lot of African aunties have a little domestic thing. Yeah, they're not doing it. Not everyone has to. You know what an industrial sewing machine looks what like? What does it look like? Because you know what I'm thinking of. Thing. I'm thinking of just a what? It's about it's a table. It has its own <laughs> yeah. table and the machine sets inside yeah. the table. Yeah. Then it has oil underneath that you have to lift up the machine. It's yeah. a proper table. Wait, why is there oil in it? To keep the it's not one of those little pedal things. Yeah, that's what yeah, it's that's like what I was thinking about. Oh wow. It's like the pedal will be that big. You got one of those in your house now? Yeah. Oh wow. I've got two. Yeah. I've got they're like my twins. <laughs> 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 twins. <laughs> I've got a lock stitch machine, which is just a normal sewing machine. Mm-hmm. And then I've got an overlocking machine, which does like... Overlocking. <laughs> I don't know how to... So it has basically like four threads okay. and it feeds into the machine and it finishes the edge. So you see on your T-shirt, you've got yeah. what is called a cover stitch. Okay. So a completely different machine would do that. If you look okay. on the other side, flip it over. Flippy, flippy, flippy. Oh, okay. That is... That's what the overlooker would basically okay. do. Okay. So in order for you to do certain designs, you need these sort of things. Certain finishes. Yeah. Because that makes the big difference, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Your thing could fall apart if it's not right. <laughs> Your sleeve could fall off if, if you ain't done that right. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So obviously, auntie was an influence. Um, when you were young, were there any like designers that you looked up to? Because I'm not going to lie. It's only now doing this that I've kind of understood the significance of certain people. Like, I'll hear certain names like Phoebe Philo or whatever, and I'd think, I oh, you don't know who that is? No. Oh, you're learning today. Yeah, I'm learning she, um, <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember what she did, but she's important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I would hear certain names and I'd think they're just people, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just designers. Yeah. Whereas when you were younger, did you see certain people and be like, wow, I want to be like that person? I don't know. Mm. I feel like, even up till now, I've just been influenced by scenarios and events and like watching stuff like even like a lot of my work is based on like okay for example my first collection and my graduate collection that collection we're gonna get on that was sick by the way (laughs) thank you and even my dissertation that was basically based on the Broadwater Farm riots in 1985 that Mm -hmm. happened in Tottenham and how black men are presented in the media Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily inspired by a work of another designer or but I understand how you're saying was I inspired did I look Mm. up to but then again my auntie was she's a designer she had her own brand she had a shop so I guess I could say her if Mm. I wanted to count her as a designer but I I don't know if I really like there were things that I saw like when I was in college because obviously Mm. they made you reference designers or whatever that was like oh yeah that's sick but I was never like oh my god I want to be like so and so yeah I don't know, it's just kind of like a... Do you know what, Abigail? That's quite refreshing that you said that because also I do feel like that's another misconception where people coming up in the industry tell themselves, oh, you know what? When I was younger, I didn't really know designers like that. So they kind of tell themselves that they're not able to kind of do it now. Do you know what I'm saying? It kind of goes against them, but it's like, you don't have to be... As we said, is it even really good to idolise people? Like, you don't necessarily have to look up to someone to end up in a similar position to where they are. Yeah, I hear that. To be honest, it's good to be aware mm-hmm. it's definitely good to be aware and to be informed and to mm-hmm. educate yourself if you're not mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily have to be like I want to be like yeah. a queen or yeah. I want to be like whoever no, maybe a Westwood or something like yeah, that yeah be yourself but, so how would you feel because you're going to get to this position God willing like how are you going to feel when there's young ladies wanting to be Abigail Joby or even young men yeah, yeah oh yeah <laughs> men's wear, young men yeah I mean I don't know because I don't know because I get people in my DMs asking me questions now yeah. like how does that feel like I'm somebody you are though <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm doing bits and pieces yeah. and I thank God for the position that I'm in and I thank God for the things that I've accomplished mm-hmm. and that I'm accomplishing mm-hmm. um, but I don't know I just take it in my stride and like I'm just glad like when people meet me I'm not conceded yet yeah. God forbid I'll be conceded <laughs> yeah. it hasn't gone to my head yeah. yet hopefully <laughs> it never does like, 
Yeah. Wait, say that one. Hopefully it never does. Yeah, I don't think it will. Yeah, I was about to say, from just speaking to you today, this, these three hours we spent together, I don't feel like I ever will, man. I That's why you're here. This is why I told this is why I told you. You seem humble, you seem rude, you know what I'm saying? So I try to be just yeah. myself. I try to be down to earth because at the same time that like, if I was my younger self and I met mm. me now and I was like, I wanna go to London College of Fashion and mm. Central St. Martins mm-hmm. and I wanna own a brand and show for London Fashion, we can mm. work with British Fashion Council. Mm-hmm. And I wanna show in Phoenix or have an exhibition. Talk your stuff. Talk your <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Would I, I wanna meet me being like yeah nose up that's such a good way to think man yeah I think it's really important that up and coming designers like yourself think like that because obviously the young people coming up they want to feel like they can relate to you and let's say they felt like they could relate to you and then they meet you and it's like oh she's not like me do you know what I'm saying that could put them off that could stop them from wanting to pursue a career in fashion do you know what I'm saying so it's really important but um, so cool you spoke enough about like your upbringing I really like the stuff you said by the way now I want to go into like the actual education side of things because obviously I said before there is that belief that in order to reach certain heights within the design world or whatever yeah. that you need to to it's study fashion school, yeah. yeah so I know you've got opinions on this like <laughs> what was fashion school that. like <laughs> <laughs> what was fashion school like yeah and how beneficial do you think it was for in terms of what you're trying to achieve oh man JT mm-hmm. I've given you a lot of room to manoeuvre. A lot of people ask me this question as well. And Mm -hmm. I actually did an Instagram live where someone tries to gauge dislike of me. Like, do you think I'm a real designer, basically? He was asking me if I'm doing my thing, but I haven't been to school. It's between you and your God, isn't it? No, I hear that. I feel like, as I've said, as long as you're educating yourself in the field you want to go in, Mm you don't necessarily have to go to a specific institution where they teach 100%. you X, Y, and Z. However, there are some things in the trade. If like, if you want to do certain things, like I want to learn how to sew, mm-hmm. someone's going to have to, you can learn things to a certain point, but I feel like it would be easier and better to have someone actually be there to teach you. Maybe mm-hmm. if, even if it's not in a university or, or a college or whatever, mm-hmm. there comes a point where I feel like I feel like you can only go so far without having someone else's knowledgeable input, mm. if that makes sense. That does. With, like, technical stuff. And even with business, like, they don't teach you business in school. They don't. Wait, they when don't. you say, wait, when you say, do you mean in, like, fashion school, did they teach you about the business side of fashion? I'm sure they did. No. They don't teach you none I'll of that? I'll be so honest, no. So okay, what are you paying for then? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm I feel like they taught me... What did I learn? I learned a lot. <laughs> they taught me... Okay, I feel like everyone's personal experience in university is different. 100%. Yeah? I feel like what I learned on a personal level was how to refine my ideas. Mm. And I feel like my education at Central St. Martins and London College of Fashion, even though they're both University of the Arts London, they're mm-hmm. under the same university, but they're two different colleges. I didn't right? know that, you know. There's five different colleges within UAL. Okay. Um, but I just feel like my education from those two colleges were different. Mm. Like, I feel like CSM taught me to just be me, mm. free. Mm. <laughs> that that stereotypical artsy school, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. run wild. Yeah. That's what it seems like. From the outside looking in, that's what it seems like. I mean, it, it felt like that when I was mm. in classes and stuff. It was just like, do your thing, mm. flow. And was <laughs> that, that, was that beneficial? I feel like it was because... I just came out of college. I was like, how old was that? I was 18. 18. So I did that for a year till I was 19. Mm. Cool. And then I went to London College of Fashion and that taught me like how to refine my ideas for a customer. It taught me that, Mm. but it didn't teach me like, I didn't learn how the business stuff. I didn't learn how to communicate with factories or Mm. or network or deal with the finance stuff. Mm. I didn't know any of that. Like after I graduated and I started my business, it was like the designs, yeah. Mm. they're needed but it's so much other stuff around that there's so many things that people mm. don't discuss like how are you going to get funding mm. <laughs> big <laughs> that's question the, that's the biggest thing yeah. that's the biggest thing as well because you can't do nothing without money mm-hmm. like you could be the most talented amazing textiles designer mm-hmm. or whatever what are you going to do without funding mm-hmm. be looking at yourself <laughs> like so yeah, I feel like it, it definitely taught me how to refine my ideas. It taught me all the technical parts. So, like, 
creating a tech pack. So a tech pack is basically what you I'm need. I'm so happy you went on to explain it, you know. Yeah, because sometimes I just throw out what yeah. you like, what's <laughs> that? Let me just explain it. So yeah. like a tech pack is basically what you need to give to a factory in order so that they know how to make that garment. So for example, your t-shirt will have a tech pack. Okay. In that tech pack, it might tell them how to construct it. It will tell them the ribbing on that. Mm. This is like the ribbing. Mm-hmm. It will tell them what kind of ribbon to use, what weight to use, et cetera, et cetera. If mm-hmm. they're going to dye it, it's going to tell them the color, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's what a tech pack is. Literally giving the factory everything they need to make Everything they need to make yeah. the garment. If, yeah. they, if they need to use top stitching, what kind of, what's the width on the cover stitch, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it will also have images. Mm. So like, they're called spec drawings or whatever. Spec so yeah. I learned how to do that. You normally do that on um, AI. What's the full version? Adobe Illustrator. Oh, okay. Um, so they taught me how to do that. They taught me how to sew. They taught me how to pattern cut. Mm. I learned all the technical stuff from you, which I mm. needed to do to do what I'm doing now. Mm. Without that, yeah, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. I'm actually happy you were honest about that. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, because obviously not everybody has the opportunity to go to said schools. So do you feel like it's still possible to get to where you're at? Mm. and be able to do the things you're able to do but like going to school kind of expedited that journey in a sense yeah yeah Mm. I feel like it is possible to do what I'm doing as I said it's about educating yourself and there Mm. are short courses you don't even need to go Mm. to a whole university degree Mm. and also I have the skills that I have Mm. but it took time for me to develop that away from a teacher it's like when you learn how to drive do you drive? drive? no not yet anyway starting lessons August 20th come on (laughs) It's like when you learn how to drive, you have your instructor with you constantly, then yeah. you pass, you're on the, you're on the road, you're on the M25 doing 70 miles away, you're probably doing mm. about 50 when mm. you're a new driver in the slowest lane by mm. yourself. It's weird. You're mm. moving a car by, your, by yourself. Mm. You have to develop that skill to get more confident and do the maneuvers. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, the same way I learned how to pattern cut, etc. from university, I had to now leave and be like, how do I develop these skills for myself so I can do better things yeah. rather than just the the box they put me in and taught me how to do all the things in that box what can I now do outside the box yeah. if that makes sense yeah no that does make sense so yeah yeah no I'm, this is literally like the first time I've had like a conversation about fashion school so I'm happy that you kind of gave both sides like you kind of showed that yeah you, like you learn a lot there but even still everybody ends up in the position where they have to go solo at a point yeah I think to be honest, with school, mm. it just depends what you want to get out of it. Not mm. everyone has to go to uni to do a certain job or to achieve something like the same thing as like, if I want to achieve something and someone else wants to achieve something, one goes to uni, one doesn't, mm. we can still achieve the same thing. Mm. It just depends on the work both people are willing to put in mm. and like how you're willing to educate yourself further from the point that from you're the, at. Yeah, yeah. If that makes- that's, that's more important. Yeah. 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 No, I hear that. One more question on like the education side of things, yeah. Mm. When you, because obviously some people come from certain backgrounds where it's like they're fully aware of the position certain things are within society. And when I say that, I mean someone that comes from X place in Kensington or Chelsea or whatever, and their dads are artists and their mum's already a designer with a boutique in Westbourne Grove, yeah. Mm. They understand what Central St. Martin's is. Do you know what I mean? When you were going, were you aware of the institution you were going into or the the prestigiousness of it? I did my research, innit? I know Mm. Alexander McQueen tried to go there and he became a lecturer instead. Mm. I know Kanye West tried to get in. And he didn't get in? Apparently not. From what I I read, apparently they didn't let him in. What? I know know a lot of prestigious people who went there. I was like, I want to be one of their alums. And now you are. Congrats. No, that's mad. That Kanye West thing really put things into perspective yeah, for me. I'm like, well, Kanye West went there, but Abigail was in there. Like, no, that's mad. That's actually yeah. sick. I know a lot of great people went there. A lot of great people that recently graduated went there as well. Mm. Like, so. like, who else went there that I might know? Grace Well, oh, no, would you? I don't think you know. Grace Wells Bonner? Yeah. I've been doing my research, you know. She went there. She went there. Yeah. yeah. Who else went there? I'm trying to think. I'm going to. Um, well, Lola went there. I think yes, she, I know her. I think she was the one I was doing my foundation. I think no she just way. graduated. I read that she was involved in, you know, the Nigeria kit we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I heard she part designed that as well. Probably. Yeah. Because I feel like they're in the same kind of like uh, association of people. Yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so I think, I think she did. Yeah. Who else went there? Yeah, who else? I'm trying to name bigger names now. Yeah, this is so intriguing. 
there's a few people that went there. If you Google the alumni of Central St. Martins or even yeah. UAL, yeah. people that mad. don't even really do fashion like that went there. And I was thrown by that. So what did they do there then? I did like the business. <laughs> they just went there. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it is an art school, but I guess they do like fashion business yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And then they do fashion photography, I guess. So, yeah, when I looked at the alum, I was like, yeah, this is where I have to be. I feel like doing that puts you in a situation in a sense where you kind of have to choose what effect you have on you, in it. So you would have been in a position where you either let that motivate you and say, I want to be one of those people or other types of people, it might be daunting where they look at it like, oh, I can't compare to people like that. So when you were in that situation where you were doing your research, yeah. how was it making you feel? You can't limit yourself though. Mm. How can you say to yourself, I can't mm. be like, what? That's Even mad. People, I mean, people, people think that that's mad, you know? So mad, yeah, it is mad. Yeah. But I feel like, as I said, you have to talk your ish, you know? Mm, yeah. Fake <laughs> <Your ish, yeah. laughs> it till you make it. Like, yeah. if you don't feel like, if you feel like I'm not good enough, or if you feel like, that's kind of what I was talking to you outside, mm. like, whatever you put out into the world is what you get back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have to put out positivity out yeah. there. You have to, like, think you're better than you are until mm. you reach that level. <laughs> yeah, and then you're yeah. like, no, but I'm this yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you have to talk yourself up, man. So even at that young age, because obviously at 18, we're not as secure in who we were or are yeah. as we are now. Do you know what I'm saying? So even at that young age, you were still able to tell yourself, like, wow, like, I'm going to be at that level rather than this is mad. Can I get to that level? Do you know what I mean? I don't remember talking myself down. Mm. Like, I, d- I can't recall a time where I was like, there's been times where it's been like, oh, right, this is hard. Mm. But I've never been like, I can't do it. Mm. I don't know. It's just a thing of, I'm a Nigerian girl studying yeah. an art subject. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, most parents are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <time?"> <laughs> like, how are you going to make money from this? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to have to see this through. Yeah. I can't not do it do you know what I mean I'm here now like and they've let me into this place which is really hard to get well yeah it's hard to get into Mm. yeah hard process yeah I've heard a lot of people applying one two three four times wow which is ridiculous but you got it first time yeah and I just think like I'm here now innit Mm. let me make the most of it Mm. the worst I can do is flop and I won't yeah (laughs) do you know what I mean like I'm not gonna flop Abigail, the way you're talking now, yeah, that's making me want to ask, like, how can I put this? Like, you seem very self-aware and you seem like you kind of, you know who you are, do you know what I'm saying? So do you feel like you were kind of born with a certain sort of temperament or mentality that has helped you excel excel in your fashion career? I think maybe. Mm. And I'm very direct as well. As someone Mm. said that, my friend said that, Mm. my really good friend. Said you're direct. She said that I'm. I know what I want. Yeah. Is that right? That's no, how you I see. Do. Yeah. I feel like I've grown into that. Okay. I feel like I've definitely grown into it, especially like recently. Mm. And as you achieve more things, it just gives you that confidence yeah. to be like, I can do anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like if you think you can do anything, you can actually do anything. Because mm-hmm. everything, if you think about it, it's attainable. Yeah. Someone created that thing. If someone created that thing, you're another person. You can you get can do, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got men like Jeff going to space. <laughs> yeah. Are you joking? Yeah. Like, anything is possible. Yeah. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you can do anything. Mm, yeah. So I'm just like, you're what is my limit? You're preaching to you're preaching. I don't feel like I have a limit. Yeah. What is my limit? Yeah. No, I'm the so happy, you feel, I'm so happy you feel like this. I can't lie. And again, that's part of the reason why I wanted you on here because I could tell that, like, as you said, how you think is kind of what manifests in your actions, isn't it? Yeah. The way you carry yourself. And you can see that. You seem like you know where you're going to end up. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy I've got you now because 10 years, man, I might not have been able to get you here. Do you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> no, I'm um, not going to be Abigail, man. Yeah? No matter what. Yeah. Even everyone, even if everyone's calling me a Joby, I'm still... Mm, so Abigail. Still, yeah, man. No, that's how it's got to be, man. So cool. Education. Love to chat about education. So obviously, as you said, once you finish studying or whatever, it's like now it's game time. Like it's, it's go time. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like that initially though. What was it like? Oh yeah, because you said you could. Yeah, from yeah. <laughs> speak, speak on that. Not Let me understand I was that. Running, but it's just like it took my brother. Okay, so I graduated, and the week after, I had like a show in it. Yeah. When you say show, what does that mean? It was like um, a fashion show. Yeah, yeah, it was a fashion show. So one waiting. Yeah, it was a display yeah. of my work. Um, my brother went, my mum went, I think my dad went, but he left, like, right after. Mm. Um, 
And my brother was like, all right, cool. So we're setting up this business. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready yet. Yeah. But it's my brother that's been pushing me. Like, my brother set up my business for me. Mm. Like, you know, doing all the technical the company's stuff. Company's house. Yeah, and all, stuff. all wow. of that stuff. My yeah. brother did it. He did it. Like, he was just... My, comp- my company was dormant for a year. Mm. I did we not- can relate, boy. <laughs> we can really relate. You know when it gets dissolved, do you have to make a new one? Literally, yeah. I was not there. doing a thing with it. But my brother was like, you have to do this. So in that time where, like, your brother was putting the good pressure on you to kind of start stuff, you said you worked as a, a production assistant. I was a production slash design assistant for um, for a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny because they're on the London Fashion Week website and so am I, like, wow. almost next to them. <laughs> like, in the same place. <laughs> um, actually, a few, other, a few other brands I've worked for on the same line as mm-hmm. me. That's mad. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, like, yeah, I don't want to say too much on that because, yeah, it's, it's, get, it's um, current yeah, now. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to say too much. Because obviously, I just want to ask, do you know what, when we spoke before, you did say you learned from doing that, so you're grateful for, for having done that. So what kind of things did you learn? Just how to deal with people, you know? Mm. Not even, like, skills. Yeah, that's what I thought you just were going like to say. people skills, yeah. Mm-hmm. How to deal with people in, like, this industry, which mm. is a very gatekeeper-y. Mm which is the honest truth mm. fashion people not not all of them are they're not terrible people mm-hmm. I feel like it almost just takes like warming to you yeah. it's like you know your boy innit but you yeah. don't know your boy's friend no it's that kind of vibe innit yeah so, <laughs> no I hear that that was a good you know analogy I mean? still yeah perfect so like when your boy's friend when your boy is like no, this guy's cool to his friend. Mm-hmm. The friend starts to warm up. Yeah. And then Once you, get you that, might become boys. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That's what it's like. So it's like you need people to vouch for you almost. Almost like that. It's mm-hmm. just like by association. So for example, like, how do I put this? Let's say like there's a brand called X, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. <laughs> how did you use that? <laughs> I don't know, because there's no one's well, no one that I know is brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a brand called X and there's a brand called Y. Okay. They started at the same time. They both have the same education. Let's say they have the same exact designs, yeah? Mm-hmm. One stocked in Selfridges. Mm-hmm. One stocked... Isn't stocked. They just do direct-to-consumer. They only have mm-hmm. their website. Mm-hmm. Most people would go for Brand X because they're stocked. Just because they're in Selfridges? Just by association. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? How do you feel about that? It is what it is. It's the world we live in. What can I do other mm-hmm. than level up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's the only way to kind of deal with something like that. Yeah. Like, if, there's, if something is out of your control... Well, I don't believe a lot of things are out of your control. But if something is out of your control, you just have to level up. Mm. No adjust. point dwelling on it. Yeah. Just adjust yourself mm. to fit what that is. So in that situation, let's say you had you were running brand X, you were just trying to get in selfages. Brand Y. So, no, brand Y was already in selfages. <laughs> was it? I think it was. Whichever you know, brand was it? Whatever <laughs> so, brand you weren't in selfages. And you were running that, and you were trying to get that in Selfridges. Yeah, because that's the that's dream what you for, do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. Okay, that makes sense. I hear that. I hear that. Because, cool. I mean, that whatever that X or Y is in Selfridges, yeah, mm. they're aiming for the audience I'm aiming for. Okay. If I'm trying to speak to that audience, I'm going to go where the audience is. Mm. If the, the audience might come to me eventually when I'm in mm. Selfridges or whatever other store mm-hmm. but I can't just be on the side if mm. if the other plan is not working I have to adjust myself to a better plan mm. and if that plan is selfridges then go for selfridges isn't it so you, do you feel like that's like an important matcher to have especially in a field like fashion in the sense that you need to be not necessarily quick on your feet but you need to be ready to adjust and the reason I asked that Abigail is because when some people have a brand that's like so because you obviously want your brand to represent you do you yeah. know what I mean and when you have such faith in your brand and your brand is so much of you, there's certain things you wouldn't necessarily want to compromise on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But do you feel like as a designer, this isn't me saying all designers should compromise on who they are, I'm not saying that, but do you feel like part of that manoeuvring may be compromising on certain things to get into certain positions? I don't think it's it's compromising. Not the right word. I don't think it is. I feel like in business, if you don't... I feel like it's evolving. Okay. If you don't evolve, you're going to go out of business. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though... That blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't ready for that. Exactly that. If you don't adjust, you're going to go out of business. Do you know what I mean? Because even though I 
I run a fashion brand. Mm-hmm. It's a business at the end of the at day. The end of the day. If I don't make money. I got a business. If I'm not speaking to my audience, if I don't find my audience, because mm. I'm still new, so I'm still finding find my it, audience. Yeah. I'm finding my ground. Like, as I said, I'm not even a year in mm-hmm. yet. But if I don't adjust, mm-hmm. that's it. Nullified. Yeah. And all those big dreams you had, it's like. And then I suppose when you get to a certain position, when you get to that, that position where you've achieved your dreams, you see, like, literally, when you get to that position where you've achieved your dreams, you have to do less of that manoeuvring. Oh, but to be honest, I was, yeah, I was going to say, I, I suppose you, you always evolve. You always evolve. Because people at, always evolve. I feel like Louboutin is a great example of that. I get why you say that. How they've kind of, obviously the Cold War, sorry, the um, off-white stuff. And how they're like... In fact, you explain that, actually. Why am I trying to explain no, it for no, you? No, you, you explain it. I want to see how Cause you... Because I thought you... I, I was just internalising that as you kind of... They've evolved in the sense that it was obviously super luxury at a point And it was meant to only appeal to a certain type of person. They still are. That's the thing. They are, but it's now it's, now it's like... They're almost like... I don't know if a hybrid is the right word because they're not like a, a 50-50 split. But yeah. aligning themselves with Virgil Abloh, the, you know, the king of streetwear, you ever want to call him... Like, it goes to show that they're really trying to appeal to this next generation of consumer. Do you know what I'm saying? So is that kind of what you meant? That is the evolution of them. They've evolved in that sense. Even with Burberry as well. Burberry? Have you seen, like, more of the... They had Pa Salou as the face of their brand. Wow. (laughs) Did you see that? I don't think I saw that, you know. I should have seen that. (laughs) I really should have seen that. They've evolved. I feel like, as well, people aren't buying the same things they used to streetwear there's an up in streetwear mm. of course there is and even like we're still in the times the times that we're in in terms mm-hmm. of covid loungewear the sales for loungewear it's gone through the roof and that coincides with streetwear mm. so i feel like it's just evolving mm. you have to speak to your audience you have to speak to your times mm. if not nullified there we go that I reckon we'll use that sort of conversation as like a snippet or something because that was sick do you have you seen any other brands you feel like have evolved have evolved really well sorry to put you on the spot but it is an interview so I can (laughs) other brands that have evolved well so other than Burberry and Louis Vuitton I think a cold wall even they're, they're a new brand. Yeah. Well, new-ish. Yeah. They're not new, new. Yeah, but they're, new-ish. they're yeah. basically new. I feel like, okay, I was listening to an interview with Samuel Ross mm-hmm. and GQ, and he was talking about how he put out um, a loungewear collection mm-hmm. in the times of COVID, and it sold, like, mm-hmm. good sales. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, it makes sense. Yeah. Everyone's at home. Everyone wants to be comfortable. But he's obviously, his prices appeal to a certain bracket as we say mm-hmm. but they still want to look good do you know in what I mean? house yeah, yeah exactly exactly so i guess that's another brand which i feel like and i guess they can do that because they're not huge they're not like a huge conglomerate brand mm. do you know what i mean so even though they're not new new they can still like new, flex yeah, and, yeah. do you know what i mean so because the bigger you become you feel like it's harder there's a hierarchy that you have to convince mm. <laughs> to do certain things do you know mm. what I mean like he probably has a hierarchy but it's probably not as huge as what YSL or, or Tony, yeah. yeah or Celine or anyone else do you mm. know what I mean so yeah I guess that's another brand I only really like look at my small smaller brands or like you can mention yeah you can mention some if you want I don't, but they don't really evolve because they're like they're still they're, young yeah so I don't but I suppose it's a good opportunity for, to say the ones you look at, the ones you like. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You don't have to. You generally don't have to. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> for now. Because <laughs> obviously, this, at the end of the day, obviously, this is about you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what you were saying about the lounger, I think that's the perfect segue to obviously talk about your latest collection, yeah. the tier two capsule collection. Yeah. Can I just say, I watched that film, yeah. And do you know how long it took me to clock it? It was the same people in every scene. Really? You're did you did you intend that? Because that was sick. Was, That's what I liked about it. Do you know what? The idea in my head for that was supposed to be a couple living together in lockdown. Cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody got that right. But it was supposed to be like kind of their evolution. So a lot of girls like cut their hair and did stuff like that. Big chop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of like the idea of like the going to work kind of 
kept I don't like to use the word kept but like the traditional idea mm. of being kept with the wig and the mm. edges laid to like more of like the natural more like comfortable mm. natural self kind of like the evolution of that mm. so that that was my idea but it, that came across the evolution definitely came across but yeah. I was really happy about the fact that I'm like hold on a minute like it was like I added it was like that chemical X <laughs> that fact that I didn't clock do you know what I'm saying that it was the same people I'm like, no no this is sick because obviously it's like one collection all under loungewear but it's like multiple looks different yeah. moods even though loungewear are just in your house it's still represented the different moods that everybody's been kind of feeling throughout COVID do you yeah. know what I'm saying it's so funny because the original 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 idea I had before I even started designing the collection is like I had different scenarios in my head so mm. I still want it to look cool so like you're going to Tesco mm. and you're still looking sweet yeah. you're going to your man's house so like with a bodycon dress yeah, 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 but you still yeah, want to yeah. look you're jumping out of the filling station shell mm. filling station you're pumping your car but you still look good mm. do you know what I mean that was the idea so it was comfortable but still stylish yeah. and then I kind of had this idea of like living together in lockdown their ups mm. and downs what mm. they go through and then that's where the next um, collection has evolved into which mm. is coming out in September okay um, in September soon soon I want to see soon. it it's the accessories Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so, okay. so some of the stuff that I told you about is coming yeah, out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's where it kind of came from. Yeah. And what you said about um, wearing the loungewear, but like still being able to like go out and still look fly in it. Yeah. So like what you're wearing now is part of the collection. Yeah, it is. It's loungewear. But remember I said, I can imagine me like wearing the full set at the Mobos or something like that. <laughs> For real, like. Do you know, I don't even do it on purpose mm. either. I guess my stuff is just like, this print is actually, there's a whole story behind this print. Explain it. So this is called the blanket jacket. This okay. is the crop version. And the print is actually supposed to, in my head, I wanted it to be like blanket vibes, almost like you're wearing a blanket. Yeah, so is it warm? It is warm. Mm. I love it. <laughs> it is warm. So it's like tier two, wearing a blanket, just mm. watching TV, whatever. Um, yeah. And then it's also got like the print of a wallpaper. Mm. And then I've also mixed it with the Adobe logo, as well as it's very discreet. Mm. It's very discreet. The details. Yeah. And then we've got something in there called the IO board. So an, an eye award this is so mm. different but I, I wanted to include everything that kind of encapsulates me who I am mm. so we've got the stay at home vibes then we've got the eye award which is a cultural thing so the eye award is basically a game that we play in Nigeria you haven't gone wait well. which one the, the sh- yeah, yeah the little yeah, seeds that's what it's called yeah it's called eye well we call it eye mm. and I basically took a picture of my mum's aisle board, which was um, carved for her, especially in Nigeria. Mm. And I put it into the print, but it's very, very discreet. But if you look closer, you might see the head of Benin, because um, mm. my grandma's from Benin. Okay. Um, and just different things mixed with the wallpaper print, mixed with the Adobe mm. logo, but in the form of a blanket, a stylized blanket. Mm. So this is the most stylish blanket I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know how we go, yeah? I say this. Every single time I basically record with designers, like I love hearing the thoughts and the emotions, the feelings and the effort that goes into like the detail. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And what was I going to say from that? Yes. Do you feel like it's important that, because obviously you want people to just see it naturally, of course, it? but yeah. you obviously the fashion films and the things you do around the actual clothing, you kind of want to tell that story, innit? Yeah. But do you feel like it's also important or do you like to, to kind of speak about it as well, just so if people don't see it, they're able to kind of understand it. Do you know, this is something I was speaking about with one of my mentors as well. Like, mm. It's different when it's just on a rail, isn't it? Yes. Without you being there, without someone knowing who you are. Mm. And I feel like it is important to speak about it. But at the same time, it's like, I still create beautiful garments. However, well, I feel like I do. You definitely do. <laughs> But I feel like what makes me a little bit different is when people start to look into me and start to Mm. look into my brand. Oh my gosh, there's a story behind it. I feel like that's an added bonus. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, okay, me as a brand, it's great for me to talk about the things which are important to me, which is what I put into my work. Mm -hmm. But I feel like without me being there, with my clothes just being on the rail, they're still beautiful clothes. Yeah. So I feel like 
that's it's cool both ways. Do you yeah, know I, mean? I hear that. So it's like what you put into it, the detail is like not say it's more for you, but it's like it's more for you. I don't know if you dig deeper. I'm all about doing your research. I've noticed yeah. that too. <laughs> if you dig deeper into the brand, it is for me because mm. like especially this collection that I've just done, it is mm. for me. Mm. The first collection, I feel like I was speaking for. A, a wider I hear that audience. we'll talk about that but I feel like this collection was like it's a selfish collection because we mm. were in lockdown for years mm. like two years now I don't want to think, think about it exactly we were in lockdown for a very long time so mm. I feel like it was me being selfish but at the same time speaking for other people yeah, I wasn't living which you my, did you definitely achieved that thank you I mean I wasn't living with my partner in lockdown mm. I wasn't but I know a lot of people were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I wanted to present the idea um, but still have this brand for like I felt like the print was for me mm. and for my mum and, mm. and for the people that just know what it is isn't it mm, mm, mm. but at the same time I don't know it's a bit of a mix mm, do you know what I mean it's mm. a bit of a mix um, yeah if you relate to it you relate to it yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. real recognised real if you know you know isn't it Exactly yeah. that. As much as I want everyone to to relate to it, not everyone is going to relate yeah, to it. But not least, everyone needs to. Exactly. But at least it will still be beautiful clothing, yeah. even without the concept. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the concept is lit. The concept is <laughs> lit. <laughs> it's lit. The concept of this. I'm actually lit. working with a charity for this collection. Did you know that? I feel like I saw... Each of my collections I work with a charity. I saw a YouTube video. I think he, Yeah, no, you, you said it. Yeah. I think when you were speaking to Guap Mag, you said, yeah. yeah, you want to give back with the care workers. The care yeah, workers why that charity? Because I... No, I just didn't matter. Did you know that trying to test me? I told you I did my research. <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't. But yeah, I was working with the care workers. Well, I still kind of am working with the care workers charity because they basically provide for people that work in the care industry. So they don't run out of money, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Um so I felt like that just related to the theme. It does. And it was a it was a cause that I wanted to give back to. Mm-hmm. And I still wanna work with them after this. Mm-hmm. But they do some really good work. Mm-hmm. So I really want to volunteer with them as well, other mm-hmm. than just contributing. That's sick um, that you're gonna find the time. To yeah, do that. definitely man. Like, as I said, you only get back what you put out. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something I wanna do. Yeah. Like, no, that's sick, man. Even the fact that the charity you're working with aligns with the, the collection. Like, it's, it's so sick to hear when something just seems so well-rounded. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. I, think, I think it's so important to give back because, like, this is something I said before, but, like, what is your purpose if you're just mm. existing and mm. not giving anything back it's to true. the world that you're in? Do you know what I mean? So, mm. definitely, I feel like that's very, very important mm. as a brand ethos and, like, me as a person, as a brand well mm. I am a brand <laughs> ethos just like yeah you have to give back to the to the world that you're in mm. good I hope you continue to give back definitely which you man. will yeah because you said you were, you're always going to be Abigail so you're always going to give back yeah but <laughs> let's go back so obviously that's just your second collection can I just say especially considering this is only your second collection like this is mad because it's one thing seeing the picture and sorry the clothes like on screen when you see it in person like I'm looking I'm seeing certain details I'm like do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mad. So, congrats to you, man. I definitely applause. I, I would take my hat off, but my hair's kind of messy. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? So, you see your first collection? Yeah. That one. Gabriel put me on that. Gabriel, remember you sent it to me? Oh, what, the Pen Black Girls? No. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you saw Eddie, you know, Black Girls, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she was obviously wearing... <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, she was obviously... She was wearing the trousers, didn't it? So, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. when we first... Sorry, that's how we first kind of yeah, found that went album. viral. Yeah, that that's that mad. video went viral. Viral, and she was wearing. That's actually mad. But anyway, I want to talk more about that collection because yeah. obviously it was, as you said, it was based on the Broadwater Farm rights. Something that happened in '98, five before we were even born. Yeah. Like, but it's still relevant now. Hundred percent. It's especially at the time the the collection came out, right? Because what what month yeah. was that? That was October. Okay, October twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But and when was all the Black Lives Matter stuff and that? I think that was after my collection came out. That was after? Yeah, do you know where the prints came from? It came from a 2016 march that I went to. That's you where said. all the prints came from. Well, not all of them. Some of them came from conversations as well. Mm. Um, Wait, sorry, when you say prints, what does that mean? So the prints, so this is a print. 
graphics. Okay, graphics. Graphics. <laughs> graphics. Yeah. So that's where that's where that came from. I say okay. prints because it's actually a screen print. Mm. A screen print is like what's on your hat. Okay. So it's like a screen, mm. which is like a frame mm. with a uh, silk or they don't use silk anymore mesh, mm. um, and then you put ink on the screen and then the image prints on the other side. So mm. that's what they've done with your hat. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's why I say print. Mm. Uh, yeah, that came from a 2016 March that I went to. Yeah. This thing is it's just reoccurring. Yeah. It's reoccurring. Never ending. If we start speaking about that, we'll be talking till tomorrow. Literally. Yeah. It's all mad. Institutionalised racism. I did my dissertation on that. Mm. And yeah, some of the conversations that I had. Hey, and, sorry, I cannot call you any back. So, so sorry, Abigail, move a bit forward to the mic, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Am I speaking loud enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll be all right. We saw that. Obviously, so I'm a sound engineer. We'll be raising the levels in that. So, okay, we're cool. good. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, so that whole collection actually, it first came from my graduate collection, mm-hmm. um, along with my dissertation. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, my dissertation was based on the way black men are presented in the media mm-hmm. through the scope of the Broadwater Farm, uh, Broadwater Farm riots, mm-hmm. which happened in 1985. And there was one particular person labelled as the beast of Broadwater Farm, and they accused him of killing a police officer. What was his name? Winston Silcott. Yeah. And I did an interview with him, and that's where some of the prints actually came from. Um, and then there was other slogans in there like, they hate what they fear, and stop killing the man them. Mm. Like there was different slogans like that. And that's that's where the kind of prints came from. Um but yeah, that collection was just I was riled up. Mm. I was I riled tell. up. Because the clothing is, is militant. Yeah. So like the silhouettes kind of came from it was supposed to be like almost like body armor for the mandem mm. that's what i had in my head mm. <laughs> body, body armor for the mandem but it's basically like a crossbreed between police riot gear mm. and then what like the civilians would wear to a, mm. to a riot why did you choose to mix that because that a right you see police and you see civilians <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so like mandem throwing bottles yeah. or maybe not mandem people yeah. throwing bottles and then you would see like the police and there mm. i said militant isn't mm-hmm. it and it was like it was also like, again, like one of my thought processes was the militarization of the police mm. and like to certain protests or things that aren't even, yeah, to certain protests, you'd see like proper riot gear police. Mm. And then to like football, you'll see like when they yeah, need the proper stewards, riot gear police, you see like just, yeah. Yeah, high-vis jackets. Exactly. So that was kind of like the idea and the thought process that I went through mm. um, which is why you have the facial coverings and like the big kind of like silhouette so I have something called the convertible coat mm. and the the functionality of the convertible coat was transferred to this collection as well mm. so basically with the convertible coat it's a, a coat with a hood that goes all the way up mm-hmm. and you can only see your eyes right mm. and you've got the high vis strip mm. and you have a gilet that comes off you can wear the gilet by itself Mm. You can also take off the pockets. It's convertible. Mm. So that idea kind of translated to this new collection where you have, like, a tracksuit, but, mm. like... So it's a crew neck, just normal tracksuit, mm. but it can be a short sleeve. It can also be cropped if you like that kind of style. Mm. It can go from trousers to shorts. Um, so, yeah, that's... I probably didn't know that. Yeah, man. That's why my thing's worth a price, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> It's handmade in England. Yeah. Sustainable no fabrics. Dead wait, stock. Wait, wait, wait. You said yeah. handmade. It's handmade in England. Everything. Everything is handmade in not even in England, in London. London. Hand dyed. Yeah. Prints of me. There's only one person in this team. Yeah. I say we in emails, but it's just me. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of team, that's interesting you brought that up because I remember we were speaking on Instagram and I said something like you were talking about being busy and whatever and I was like, Yeah, you know, once you get that team, that's yeah. gonna be like you go into the next level. Mm. Are you at a point where you feel like now is the time? And if so, how do you start acquiring the right people to be part of you? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. This is the thing. This is something I'm trying to navigate around because I need a team. I desperately need a team. I can Mm. only stretch myself so much. And like, I feel like I'm doing new things and I'm reaching new levels where I need a team. Mm. But this is something I'm talking about with my mentors at Mm. the moment as well. I don't know... 
what the process is and that's something I'm learning mm. and yeah I'm trying to learn quickly mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like not next collection okay not September collection mm-hmm. not the collection after collection after that I have to have a team you have to have a team I have to so that will be sometime next year that will be sometime next year so I have a ooh when is this coming out <laughs> knowing us <laughs> hopefully soon <laughs> hopefully like October be realistic October in fact wait we're only in August now what? Five episodes by September, guys. That's what I'm saying. Even that's October, like November. Yeah, that's. I'm saying. End of September. End of September. Okay, I can't say what I want to say. But. Oh, why? Because it's just exclusivity. Oh, okay. It's 2022 information. Okay, cool. cool, cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. You'll have a team by then, basically. Yeah. So by. That'll be three fashion weeks from now. Mm. Yeah, I have to have a team. Mm. And obviously. Fashion week. Yeah. Do you say it's next week? Mm, it's in September. I think it's September 12th. For some reason, I think it's September 12th. I don't, I'm actually not sure. I need to look up. Yeah. And so you you haven't got a team for that? Yeah. Yet. It's just me. So what's that going to be like? You, I'm sure you're excited for it, though. Yeah, man. Mm. I have to get it done. Yeah. Like, I've been really lackadaisical. Mm. Like, just taking my time. But I need, I'm going to have to speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to speed it up. Yeah. Because, um... Yeah, it's very, very soon. But mm-hmm. I've got most of the stuff ready. And plus, it's not a ready-to-wear collection, which is like jackets, etc., yeah. etc. It's just it's just accessories. Mm. So it's not too much. I've got most of it. Actually, some of it features in the film, if you've got some, some quick eyes. I didn't even clock. Yeah, go back. I was too focused on it. these things. You know what I'm saying? I was too focused. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of it's actually fe- featured in the film. So. Definitely going to rewatch it. Yeah, have a look. It's only, it's only like what four minutes. Yeah, ago. good, good four minute watch though. Thank you. It was. It felt, it felt quick but long enough. Okay, good. That like you got your message across in the right amount of time. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Good actors as well. Where Thank did you? Who are they? They're just friends. People. Or something? They're like friends of friends. Okay. I actually don't use um, signed models yeah. at all. Did you do know. that on purpose? Yeah. I like, I really like to select, I don't know, I just like normal looking, not, not like, ooh. I know, I know, I know <laughs> what you're trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. I, I just like, because I feel like you know when someone's a model, innit? Yeah. You yes. know when someone just, yeah. like they look good from every angle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not saying my people don't, don't. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. Mm. I just go for just people like me. I like that I mean? though, because obviously part of, having a brand and, you know, building that audience is, like, relatability. Do you know what I mean? If you exactly. see someone that looks like you, yeah. you can then see yourself in the clothes, do you know what I'm saying? So I definitely like that. Um, what was I going to ask next? So this is what I wanted to ask. So you see with Fashion Week, you're talking about the accessories and it, it not being ready to wear. So what are you actually going to do at Fashion Week? I'm just going to present the accessories collection. And when you say present, what does that look like? So it will go live at a certain time Mm. on my London Fashion Week page on Mm. the London Fashion Week website Mm. and also on my website. So that would be the presentation to the world. I've already seen it, but you guys haven't. Yeah, we haven't seen it. We have to wait until September. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see some of it. Yeah, I was going to say. That was my next question. (laughs) Some people have seen some of it, but... Like on a mass quantity that yeah. people haven't seen. I'm so excited, man. That even reminds me again. I can say what's coming out, can't I? Yeah, of course. Not you can. I've already told you, but we've got candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want, you can. Tote bags. It's going to be lit. What do we, oh, you can't say the smell of the candles. That's giving too much away, isn't it? Oh, I actually haven't decided. I'm oh. going to burn one more candle. Yeah. My last tester. <laughs> yeah. See what it smells like. What are you thinking so far, though? The base is vanilla. Mm. My brother said that's a bit basic, but then we burn it, we're like, oof. Ooh, proper. Yeah, because we've got the high notes and the mid notes. Yeah. And they just... It works. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla is basic, but with the right high notes and the right mid notes. Yeah. If you know about candles... <laughs> yeah. What, well, are you... to sleep. Are you to You like candles, yeah? I mean, I do. I like... I used to burn incense a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think... Yeah, I used to burn incense a lot. I'm not going to say why, but... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad. I just used to burn incense a yeah. lot. I still kind of do sometimes, but I just like 
fragrance. I feel like a certain scent can put you in a certain mood. 100%. Do you know what I mean? So I like fragrances. And scents, um, I don't know what they're, I don't know how to phrase this, but like scents remind you of moments and times in your life. 10 minutes. That's Gable's job to just stand there and say, how long I got left? <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting this recording. There we go. Do you know what, do you know what else I wanted to ask you? Yeah. Someone like I really look up to in like this fashion stuff is like Oswald Barting, yeah? Oh my God, I saw him the other day. There's no way. Oh, Starstruck. What was it like? No. Because he's tall. Like, do you know what I mean? You know like, I said I'm trying not to be a fan of yeah. anyone, but it's just like, maybe he was someone I looked up to a little, okay. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, what, so you've known about him for years, yeah? Yeah, from time. I remember messaging him like, trying to do my work. Yeah. <laughs> And him not replying. Yeah, I even I watched his documentary the other day and yeah. I sent him the longest DM. I thought I was gonna get a reply. I'm still waiting though. Oswald, if you're watching. <laughs> <Get him up. laughs> but yeah, what was that? What was that like seeing him? Did you speak to him? Did you? I didn't. I was like, I was with my cousin, I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. That's awesome. I was like, nah, let me not disturb him. Yeah, let me yeah, just yeah. let him go for his little walk in Hyde Park. It was on my birthday. Oh, it was yeah, on my birthday. It was on your birthday as well. Yeah. There I, I was there thinking you saw him at some event or something. He no, was just in Hyde what by himself. He was talking to someone. He was with someone. Okay. So I was just like, leave my man alone. What am I going to say? Oh my God, I'm married. You'll meet him one day. I will. Paths will cross. Definitely. There's a few people that I'm like, next time I meet you, we're going to work together. Yeah. That's So you you don't want to meet them just to talk. You want to meet them to work. Yeah. That's a good way to think. On a serious level. I'm not a fan. Yeah. That's how how I feel about Kanye West. Yeah. When I'm on the podcast. Soon. Yeah. (laughs) Soon. Maybe a year or two. (laughs) (laughs) What was I going to say? Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the reason I brought Oswald Barting, yeah, mm-hmm. is because from doing my research and that, have you watched his documentary, A Man's Story? I actually haven't. It's on the British Film Association. Okay. It's on their website. I'll send you a link, innit? you got to pay for membership. you got to rent it. I rented it for £4, but I would have given you my logins, but it's expired now, innit? But anyway... Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, in that film... Obviously, the reason I brought him up is because he values fashion film so much more than anyone I've kind of seen. Where for every single collection he has, mm-hmm. he um, he makes a film. Obviously, he made the Man Story documentary, which is like a fashion film in itself. Like, how important do you feel like fashion film is to your brand and who you are? I feel like because I'm very much about concepts, mm. it's like it's not even the icing on the cake. It's like half the cake. Oh, wow. Like, I re- and I enjoy it as well. Yeah. I feel like it's just a great way to present the collection. Like, the first time you're seeing the clothes is in a film. And the film is, it's an embodiment of the concept. I just feel like, yeah, it's important. Mm. And I don't realise how, I mean, I did realise how important it was, but I don't think I, I really appreciated how important it was. Until you started doing it. Until I did this recent film. And I actually worked with a director and a DOP, yeah. and I was like, yeah. Because I saw good. one of the YouTube videos, I see you at the, in the background speaking to one of the directors. I was like, no, this is. Oh, sick. wait, wait, yeah. was that one of the behind the scenes? Yes, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that was Tony and Guy. Was that yeah, Tony I think it was Tony and Guy, Guy one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like having hair on set, mm-hmm. having. Because we had Getty Images as well doing the behind the scenes photos, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this that is. That was like sick. a proper production, that. Like. Yeah, but at the same time, it was actually in my friend's yard. No way, it's a nice house. It's, it's nice. <laughs> it's it is nice. When she was like, yeah, you can use... Because literally my studio dropped out on me. Like, they double booked me a few... I think it was a week before... Like, a few days before, so basically. you had to scramble. Yeah. I cried when she said I could use it. I was like, oh. It comes with a job, innit? I'm sure you probably realised that. You have, you have to adapt. adapt evolve. Yeah, yeah literally. Do that. Conversations like, come in full circle. Literally, <laughs> literally just speaking about that, like, yeah. Do you know that we got? As Gable's informed us, we ain't got long left. Yeah. So I think now I just want to ask you about plans going forward. Obviously, you told us when collections are coming, but the question I ask everybody I kind of speak to is like, where do you see yourself or your brand in with you? I'll say because you're moving so quick. I I'll say mad. five years. Like, where do you see yourself in the yeah, next that's five a years? Long time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for you. Okay, <laughs> that's a long time. Where do I see my brand in five years? That's going to be... We're in 2021 now. So that'll be 2026. Well, mine's 2027, basically. This is nearly done, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. Five years. I'll be 29 by then. So my life will be completely different. Completely I'll be different. almost um, 30. Mm. I'll probably... That's a, real, that's a real pressure age. Oh, that's mad. I see my brand. I want to have five years is a long time. Can I just scale it down to three? Yeah. yeah. I see myself in... 
I would say maybe like four major department stores, mm. UK and abroad. UK and abroad. Mm, three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see myself maybe doing another fashion week in mm. a different country. Mm. Which one do you have? A Paris. Pr- okay. I feel like, yeah, that's yeah. the next one. Cool. That's the next shout. That's what I feel like. Maybe. Let's see how mm. it goes. <laughs> maybe by the end of the three years, I might have, mm, mid three years, I might have done the pop-up. So, uh, the pop-up that I've been telling you that? Yeah, yeah. I might have to wait that long? Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't want to, I'm not yet. Okay, cool. I can't be pressure. Let's let all the restrictions go. <laughs> so maybe like, it's going to come quick. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So within that three years, let's okay. say the pop-up will be, cool. let me make you yeah. <laughs> a bit more at ease. Um, I want to work with at least three years, maybe 12 more charities. 12 more. Or eight, at least eight mm. more charities. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, can I just say, that is sick that you put that as part of your your goals almost yeah. that shows that you really do care and you're not just doing it for virtue signaling sake do you know yeah. what I'm saying because some people actually do but anyway let me continue it's important continue. if not you're just existing literally yeah. as I said but then I want to have at least two or three reoccurring um, reoccurring charities that I constantly work with yeah, um, yeah three years yeah man personal and business is going to be different it's mm. going to be really different right now it's all about business business mm. business like mm. everything I do is like towards that mm. by 29 no wait it's not 5 years anymore yeah it's 3 years so 27 27 <laughs> 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 by 27 life is going to be Completely different different yeah I might even still be married with kids yeah you it might be me Good luck. God's grace. <laughs> Good luck, bro. Guys, you heard it here first. Um, I'm so happy, Abigail, that you said that stuff because now you have something to reference back to. Do you know what I'm saying? So when you do achieve those things, oh, no. you can re-upload. You can re-upload our podcast, get us some more views, and <laughs> tell everyone that you said it here first and you achieved it in it. Imagine so. if I exceed it. Even better. Mad. Even better. That's the fact. That's what we want. I'm what you're taking now, you know out into the world. Yeah, exactly. Now and you're gonna work to do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when it, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. I hear that. You like that one, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that we go. One last question. Mm-hmm. Um, asks this to everyone. What would be if you had one piece of advice to give to like up and coming designers or anyone who wants like a career in fashion? Like, um, what would it be? One piece. Yeah, just one. That like, could be a paragraph. It doesn't have to be like a sentence. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Resistance. Educate yourself and. When you encounter a problem, find the quickest way to resolve it and to pivot around it. If not, you just be on that one problem. Mm. You answered that quick. Because I've been through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's an advice that I would have for myself. Mm. Like the, the best thing that I can mm. tell myself when you encounter a problem, pivot around it. Yeah. If not, you're just going to be stuck on that problem. Yeah. Everyone's moving past you. Come on. Don't let that happen. Don't let anyone move past you. Don't pivot around it. Anybody. Pivot around it. Anyway, yeah. Abigail, shake your hand. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a great conversation. You are the first guest on the Where's My Podcast. And I really think you're going to get people watching it because that conversation was sick. Yeah, and can I just what? say, yep, EP1, can I just say, um, good luck with all your endeavours. Yeah. Hope to be at the, po- um, the pop-up soon. Definitely. And I'm really excited to see how your career progresses, man. Because this is gonna be sick. This yeah. podcast is gonna blow up. God willing, man. It will. God willing, Come man. On. Pray for us, how we go. Pray definitely, for us, but definitely. yeah, listeners, viewers, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer. Oh yeah, um, Michelle and Gabriel told me I need to say like, comment, share, subscribe, follow, whatever it is. And Abigail, your socials. My socials are. At Ajobi underscore is my personal and at Abigail Ajobi. Yeah, just Google me. You'll find me. Do that. Do that. You, yeah. With <laughs> us. Go to our socials. You can't Google us yet, but hopefully one day. But anyway, um, yeah, as I always say, guys, keep it locked. Girl, you fucking smashed it. Excuse oh, my you. French. Like, <laughs> that was interesting, didn't it? I was just like five weeks to promo. Like, yeah. we got outside to take some shorts. Yeah. Okay. You buy a soul, you draw. Yeah. I hope at any point I don't sound arrogant. No! no. <laughs>